A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow wherever you are. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hello, this is Top Stories, the show in which we at the Bugle Podcast tell you what we at the Bugle Podcast were talking about when it happened. I'm Andy Zaltzman. Join me now as we go on a world roundup from June 2013, which nations were soaring ahead in the Power Leagues. I discussed it with John Oliver in issue 237 entitled Istanbul's Hit. Top story this week! You're the best around! Nothing ever gonna bring you down! You're the best! <laughs> John, you really have to get all of this out of your system before Monday. Just... Do I? Yeah. <laughs> do I, though, Andy? We'll see if I do or not. Um, we're at more or less the halfway point of the year, and it's probably a good time to get some of the scores on the uh, board for who is being the best country on the planet right now. This is going to be a nervous moment for the buglers all over the world, so uh, I hope you've got your winner speeches ready, as well as your uh, faked faces of happiness for when you lose. And of course, who's the best is a hard thing to rank. You really need to break that down into categories for most chaotic nation. You're spoiled for choice at the moment. <laughs> Syria makes a very strong case. Uh, Somalia barely seems to be a functioning country at all. But you know, for the sheer spectacle of barbarism and 
and hopelessness doing a bloodthirsty tango across the country. I think you probably have to give it to us, Sad. Um, <laughs> for best climate for a massive protest, again, strong nominees, Andy. That's a tough category. <laughs> Basically, anywhere in Europe, you're seeing a lot of things getting justifiably smashed. But for best protest newcomer, Turkey in particular, Andy, has put in a late run for contention, as huge protests have been ripping across the country. Uh, Turkish Prime Minister Erdogan is uh, sitting on a pretty combustible kebab of a country right now. He has called these protests borderline illegal. Uh, which seems to be a way of inadvertently admitting that they are actually legal. (laughs) And they're they're actually not on the border, they're behind the border, looking at illegal (laughs) on the other side. The protests were sparked over the proposed controversial development of a park where protesters have been congregating, and it served as a lightning rod for encompassing fears that Prime Minister Erdogan uh, is going to be imposing a conservative... Islamic system of values on Turkey, which is, of course, a secular country. And I'll tell you what did not calm the situation down at all, Andy, and that was the tear gassing of a lady. Uh, Basically, (laughs) there is a very famous lady in a red dress now, uh, Seda Songur. I'm positive that is not how you pronounce her name. Uh, An unassuming middle-aged academic at Istanbul's Technical University. She found herself at the front line of uh, uh, a line of riot police and a series of photos show her being tear-gassed out of nowhere for no clear reason whatsoever. The photos instantly went viral as they seemed to call into question the claim by Erdogan that the protesters were extremists living arm-in-arm with terrorists because this was clearly a nice lady who was arm-in-arm with her actual handbag. Um, It's so hard to tell in the heat of the moment, though, John. Well, that is the thing. That is, you know, what could have been in that very small handbag. Documents? Documents of what? Uh, in the city of Izmir, her picture has even been made into a, a giant billboard where sympathisers can put their head through a hole where her face should be and pose for photos. <laughs> Although, look, for that photo to work, Andy, the photographer really should make you say cheese and then tear gas the shit out of it. <laughs> of course, making the whole issue more poignant, John, is the fact that the site of these uh, the protests in uh, Istanbul uh, was Gezi Park, the formerly the site of the Taksim Stadium, where Turkey played its first ever international football match in 1923, <laughs> right. when, of That's course, uh, Zeki Reza Sporol popped up with a couple of crucial goals <laughs> in a scintillating two-all draw with uh, Romania. <laughs> Terrific match for the neutral, that. Uh, and there are now plans to replace the park with a replica of a big old barracks building, uh, uh, possibly with a shopping mall, a mosque, maybe a museum, this and that. They seem to be riffing it as they go along. And this has not gone down... At all yeah. well, John, with the people who don't have a lot of parks in Istanbul as yeah. it is. It seems basically, well, possibly the equivalent of turning the whole of Central Park into a golf driving range, maybe of transforming London's Hyde Park into a giant exclusive hairdressers. I mean, it might be nothing like that, but it might be It might be a bit like that. And the people of Istanbul have called Istanbul shit on it and said what began as a peaceful sit-in protest to stop the park being bullshit-dozed. Uh, the <laughs> Turkish government then, for reasons known only to themselves and people with extremely odd brains, then decided to plough in with riot police, firing tear gas and burning protesters' tents down, then water cannons, pepper spray, more tear gas just to be on the safe side, including, as you say, the woman in the red dress, tear gassed at what can only be described as point-blank range. Yeah, it was absolutely amazing. She was... It, was, it must have been about three feet. Yeah. Well, if they, were, if they really wanted to make her cry that much, from that, they could have just told her a really sad story. They were that close. Yeah. That close. Or, 
or said your red dress looks stupid. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter. <laughs> so as a result of this, um, not really heavy-handed, but kind of morbidly obese-handed uh, reaction by the government, what began as a small group of environmentalists standing up for the rights, uh, for their rights and their lovely little park against the dead hand of commercially driven pseudo-progress, has now transformed into hundreds of thousands of people across the whole country protesting against the government. So they haven't really dealt with it <laughs> in the most productive way possible. And uh, Erdogan uh, gave a televised speech condemning the protesters, vowing, where they gather 20, I will get up and gather 200,000 people. <laughs> that is, where they gather 100,000, I'll bring together 1 million from my party, which is kind of schoolboy psychology, really, isn't it? I've got more friends than you. And... Um, it's certainly not helped Turkey in the uh, chart of happiest nation in the world, which was produced uh, a week or so oh, ago, yeah. and uh, I'm afraid they've, they've not made the top ten, John. Really? Yeah. They didn't make the top ten happiest country? <laughs> no. Even though half the country seems to be on fire? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it, it also just missed out. And top yes. was Australia. Australia. You're, uh, You're right, Aust- Australia's been ranked, yeah. Australia's been ranked the world's happiest nation among developed economies for the third year running, and they can add that, Andy, to the title I awarded them earlier this year of most comfortably racist country in the world. After you know, I witnessed their inexplicably to... specific suspicion of lebos, I guess it shows I'm right, Andy. They're happy. They're perfectly content with their level of Lebanese bigotry. Right, but I mean, what are you suggesting that Lebanese bigotry? is the recipe for national happiness. Because well, it seems to be. Yeah. It seems to be. I mean, you want that not to be the case, but then you just look at the numbers, Andy. The figures don't lie. <laughs> because if you look at the, the three countries below them in the top ten, Sweden, Canada and Norway, yeah, they have moose and they have bears, neither of which <laughs> Australia has. So it can only be the Lebanese bigotry that is really bumping them up the be. table. Yeah. It just must be. Yeah. How did it feel to be in a top five happiness country, Andy? Could, oh. could you feel the happiness? And did that <laughs> happiness go up or down after your gigs? <laughs> uh, well, uh, you, can, you can. It is. It is a. It, is, it does seem quite a happy place. They've got you know a few problems, but uh, I think you can make top ten while still having a lot of problems, judging by the fact that America is in sixth place. <laughs> so um, <laughs> yes, yes, fair point, Andy. Um, L- low punch, but a uh, well delivered punch. <laughs> So, yeah, Australia's the happiest. Uh, Turkey seems to be uh, the best place to throw a brick at the moment. And in terms of the most positively positively viewed nation in the world, there are some statistics available from the annual country rankings poll by the BBC World Service. And it's a surprise winner because Germany, yeah, that Germany, (laughs) is apparently the most positively viewed country in the world. Too soon, Andy. (laughs) Too soon. Yeah. They cannot be number one after what they did, Andy. There should be a hundred-year ban on them even being eligible for the number one spot. That's in right. Positively viewed. Too soon. There should be a hundred years. So that will take it up till twenty ninety-six until they can be forgiven for how Andy Muller reacted after his penalty sent England out <laughs> of the nineteen ninety-six so, Euros. It was so arrogant, wasn't it, Andy? Totally it was unacceptable, a strut. Germany. It was a strut. It was a Teutonic than, strut of the worst well, kind. More than uh, 26,000 people were surveyed internationally for this poll. They were asked to rate 16 countries and the European Union on what whether their influence in the world was mainly positive or mainly negative. Germany came out top with a 59% rating pos- uh, uh, 
positivity, and Iran was apparently once again the most negatively viewed. So there you go. You know, you, you, they, they got somewhere to go, Andy. They're, they're a builder club, Iran. <laughs> Well, it's just very, you're worried. Very that... nice people. I think they're getting judged by a very few unpleasant Iranians. Yeah, you just worry that you know, as a franchise, they've just kind of come too far down the wrong road. It's going to be very hard. You know, they're like the Cubs, aren't they? Yeah. Appar- apparently, the UK saw a bigger increase in positive ratings than any other country with this, and climbed to uh, third place in the table, mainly in the wake of hosting the 2012 <laughs> Olympics. It's not. We put on a good Olympics, Andy. Yeah. That's all it takes. That's right. And people clearly liked the nation we were pretending to be during those Olympics. That's, that's, that's bumped our rating up. It also does suggest that really the world should be considering giving Tehran uh, an Olympics uh, in the not too distant future. You know, just in terms of reintegrating Iran into the international community. That, that is the way to get countries viewed positively. Uh, Britain was viewed positively by 55%, negatively by. 18%. But these figures, of course, exclude a country's view of itself. Uh, oh, that's, that is a good point. <laughs> so That's a good point. That negatives will go through the roof. Well, yeah. Well, so would the positive. I think uh, in Britain it's basically 100% positive and 100% negative <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> but I was, I'm still I'm surprised by this, uh, uh, how well America did in the happiest uh, nation. Obviously, Australia, the national uh, slogan, no worries. You expect them to be... Uh, yeah. To be near the top, despite their uh, fading cricket cricket team. Um, but America, because I mean, if you'd followed the uh, the election last year, you would have thought that America was about as happy, comfortable, and and at one with itself as a nation as a pair of violence hating, bolt gunophobic actors wearing an extremely realistic pantomime cow outfit in a very crowded lorry full of cows that's just turned off the main road after seeing a to the abattoir sign, and. <laughs> There was a story this week that suggests why America is um, so happy. And that was the story of the uh, National Security Agency uh, basically attaining uh, access to the systems of Google, Facebook, Apple and other internet giants um, according to a top-secret document that, uh, that had been leaked. Um, and I can understand, I, mean, I imagine this will be featuring in, uh, in the Daily Show for you uh, next week. Um, maybe they've already hacked into your scripts and are kind yeah. of busy rewriting <laughs> they're probably, them. They've probably, probably made some changes to the prompter on the camera, I think. <laughs> but it's just, it shows that America's happy with this, John. It's happy to have a government taking time out to keep tabs on things for us. You know, we all live busy lives. I, I for one, can barely remember which of my numerous sets of wives and children I'm supposed to be with in any given month, let alone what top-secret meetings of the Jewish cabal that run showbiz I'm supposed to be attending to schedule my latest massive primetime TV hit. And I'm sure many bugles have trouble organising their day-to-day lives. And that, is, that is where a comfortingly intrusive uh, state snooping operation really comes to a nation's rescue. And that's, uh, In Britain, we have the newspapers to do it for us. Uh, typically, the government outsourced it to a private company whose main imperative was, was profits. It didn't go quite as well as it could have done. Uh, but America, th- th- this is the recipe for American happiness, John. Snooping on the people. If you enjoyed that top story from the past of the Bugle, or indeed any bits of the Bugle before or since, don't miss the chance to see the Bugle live next year on our UK tour in the holy month of March. Tickets now on sale at thebuglepodcast.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? 
Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, it's producer Chris from The Bugle here. Did you know that I have a new series of my podcast, Richie Firth Travel Hacker, out now? It's the show where Richie Firth and I talk about how to make travel better in our very special way. In this series, we discuss Lime Bikes, Teslas, the London Overground, and a whole bunch of other random stuff that possibly involves wheels or tracks or engines of some variety. God, what a hot sell this is. I mean, you 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 must be so excited. Listen now. <laughs> 